0: Chapter Twenty Three of Commentary on the Book of Genesis. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Marianne. Commentary on the Book of Genesis by Matthew Henry, Chapter Twenty Three. Here is Roman One: Abraham, a mourner for the death of Sarah, verses one and two. Roman Two: Abraham, a purchaser of a burying place for Sarah. 1. The purchase humbly proposed by Abraham, verses 3 and 4. 2. Fairly treated of, and agreed to, with a great deal of mutual civility and respect, verses 5 to 16. 3. The purchase money paid, verse 16. 4. The premises conveyed and secured to Abraham, verses 17, 18, and 20. 5. Sarah's funeral, verse 19. The death of Sarah, B.C. 1857. Verses 1 and 2 And Sarah was a hundred and seven and twenty years old. These were the years of Sarah's life. And Sarah died in Kiriath Arba, the same as Hebron, in the land of Canaan. And Abraham came to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. We have here one Sarah's age. Verse 1 Almost forty years before, she had called herself old. Chapter 18, verse 20 Old people will die never the sooner, but may die the better, for reckoning themselves old. 2. Her death. Verse 2. The longest liver must die at last. Abraham and Sarah had lived comfortably together many years, but death parts those whom nothing else could part. The special friends and favorites of heaven are not exempted from the stroke of death. She died in the land of Canaan, where she had been above sixty years a sojourner. 3 abraham's mourning for her and he was a true mourner he did not only perform the ceremonies of mourning according to the custom of those times as the mourners that go about the streets but he did sincerely lament the great loss he had of a good wife and gave proof of the constancy of his affection to her to the last two words are used he came both to mourn and to weep his sorrow was not counterfeit but real he came to her tent and sat down by the corpse there to pay the tribute of his tears, that his eye might affect his heart, and that he might pay the greater respect to the memory of her that was gone. Note, it is not only lawful, but it is a duty to lament the death of our near relations, both in compliance with the providence of God, who thus calls to weeping and mourning, and in honor to those to whom honor is due. Tears are a tribute due to our deceased friends. When a body is sown, it must be watered. But we must not sorrow as those that have no hope for we have a good hope through grace both concerning them and concerning ourselves the cave of machpelah bc 1857 verses 3 to 15 and abraham stood up from before his dead and spake unto the sons of heth saying i am a stranger and a sojourner with you give me a possession of a burying place with you that i may bury my dead out of my sight and the children of Heth answered Abraham, saying unto him, Hear us, my lord, thou art a mighty prince among us. In the choice of our sepulchres bury thy dead. None of us shall withhold from thee his sepulchre, but that thou mayest bury thy dead. And Abraham stood up, and bowed himself to the people of the land, even to the children of Heth. And he communed with them, saying, If it be your mind that I should bury my dead out of my sight, hear me, and entreat for me to Ephron the son of Zohar, that he may give me the cave of Machpelah, which he hath, which is in the end of his field. For as much money as it is worth, he shall give it me for a possession of a burying-place amongst you. And Ephron dwelt among the children of Heth. And Ephron the Hittite answered Abraham in the audience of the children of Heth, even of all that went in at the gate of his city, saying, Nay, my lord, hear me. The field I give thee, and the cave that is therein, I give it thee in the presence of the sons of my people i give it thee bury thy dead and abraham bowed down himself before the people of the land and he spoke unto ephron in the audience of the people of the land saying but if thou wilt give it i pray thee hear me i will give thee money for the field take it of me and i will bury my dead there and ephron answered abraham saying unto him my lord hearken unto me the land is worth four hundred shekels of silver what is that betwixt me and thee bury therefore thy dead here is roman one the humble request which abraham made to his neighbors the hittites for a burying place among them verses three and four it was strange he had this to do now but we are to impute it rather to god's providence than to his improvidence as appears acts chapter six verse five where it is said god gave him no inheritance in canaan it were well if all those who take care to provide burying places for their bodies after death were as careful to provide a resting place for their souls. Observe here, one, the convenient diversion which this affair gave for the present to Abraham's grief. He stood up from before his dead. Those that find themselves in danger of over grieving for their dead relations, and are entering into that temptation, must take heed of pouring upon their loss and sitting alone and melancholy. There must be a time of standing up from before their dead, and ceasing to mourn, for, thanks be to God, our happiness is not bound up in the life of any creature. Care of the funeral may, as here, be improved to divert grief for the death at first, when it is most in danger of tyrannizing. Weeping must not hinder sowing. 2. The argument he used with the children of Heth, which was this, I am a stranger and a sojourner with you therefore i am unprovided and must become a humble suitor to you for a burying place this was one occasion which abraham took to confess that he was a stranger and a pilgrim upon earth he was not ashamed to own it thus publicly hebrews chapter eleven verse thirteen note the death of our relations should effectually remind us that we are not at home in this world when they are gone say we are going three his uneasiness till this affair was settled intimated in that word that i may bury my dead out of my sight Note, death will make those unpleasant to our sight who while they lived were the desire of our eyes the countenance that was fresh and lively becomes pale and ghastly and fit to be removed into the land of darkness while she was in his sight it renewed his grief which he would prevent roman two the generous offer which the children of heth made to him verses five and six they compliment him One with a title of respect, thou art a prince of God among us, so the word is, not only great, but good. He called himself a stranger and a sojourner, they called him a great prince, for those that humble themselves shall be exalted. God had promised to make Abraham's name great. 2. With a tender of the best of their burying places. Note, even the light of nature teaches us to be civil and respectful towards all, though they be strangers and sojourners the noble generosity of these canaanites shames and condemns the closeness and selfishness and ill-humour of many that call themselves israelites observe these canaanites would be glad to mingle their dust with abraham's and to have their last end like his roman three the particular proposal which abraham made to them verses seven to nine he returns them his thanks for their kind offer with all possible decency and respect Though a great man, an old man, and now a mourner, yet he stands up and bows himself humbly before them. Verse seven. Note: Religion teaches good manners, and those abuse it that place it in rudeness and clownishness. He then pitches upon the place he thinks most convenient, namely the cave of Machpelah, which probably lay near him and had not yet been used for a burying place. The present owner was Ephron abraham cannot pretend to any interest in him but he desires that they would improve theirs with him to get the purchase of the cave and the field in which it was Note, a moderate desire to obtain that which is convenient for us by fair and honest means is not such a coveting of that which is our neighbour's as is forbidden in the tenth commandment roman four the present which ephraim made to abraham of his field the field i give thee verses ten and eleven abraham thought he must be entreated to sell it but upon the first mention of it without entreaty ephron freely gives it some men have more generosity than they are thought to have abraham no doubt had taken all occasions to oblige his neighbors and to do them any service that lay in his power and now they return his kindness for he that watereth shall be watered also himself Note. If those that profess religion adorn their profession by eminent civility and serviceableness to all, they shall find it will rebound to their own comfort and advantage, as well as to the glory of God. Romans 5. Abraham's modest and sincere refusal of Ephron's kind offer, verses 12 and 13. Abundance of thanks he returns him for it, verse 12, makes his obeisance to him before the people of the land that they might respect Ephron the more for the respect they saw Abraham give him, 1 Samuel 15, verse 30, but resolves to give him money for the field, even the full value of it. It was not in pride that Abraham refused the gift or because he scorned to be beholden to Ephron, but, one, injustice. Abraham was rich in silver and gold, chapter 13, verse 2, and was able to pay for the field and therefore would not take advantage of Ephron's generosity. Note, honesty as well as honour forbids us to sponge upon our neighbours and to impose upon those that are free job reflected upon it with comfort when he was poor that he had not eaten the fruits of his land without money job chapter thirty one verse thirty nine two imprudence he would pay for it lest ephron when his good-humour was over should upbraid him with it and say i have made abraham rich chapter fourteen verse twenty three or lest the next heir should question abraham's title because that grant was made without any consideration and claim back the field thus david afterwards refused Orana's offer second samuel chapter twenty four verse twenty four we know not what affronts we may hereafter receive from those that are now most kind and generous roman six the price of the land fixed by ephron but not insisted upon the land is worth four hundred shekels of silver about fifty pounds of our money but what is that between me and thee Verses 14 and 15. He would rather oblige his friend than have so much money in his pocket. Herein Ephron discovers, one, a great contempt of worldly wealth. What is that between me and thee? It is a small matter, not worth speaking of. Many a one would have said, it is a deal of money, it will go far in a child's portion. But Ephron says, what is that? Note, it is an excellent thing for people to have low and mean thoughts of all the wealth of this world. It is that which is not, and in the abundance of which a man's life does not consist. Luke chapter twelve 12.15. 2. Great courtesy and obligingness to his friend and neighbor. Ephron was not jealous of Abraham as a resident foreigner, nor envious of him as a man likely to thrive and grow rich. He bore him no ill will for his singularity in religion. But was much kinder to him than most people nowadays are to their own brothers. What is that between me and thee? Note: No little thing should occasion demurs and differences between true friends. When we are tempted to be hot in resenting affronts, high in demanding our rights, or hard in denying a kindness, we should answer the temptation with this question: What is that between me and my friend? Sarah's funeral, B.C. eighteen fifty seven verses sixteen to twenty and abraham hearkened unto ephron and abraham weighed to ephron the silver which he had named in the audience of the sons of Heth, four hundred shekels of silver current money with the merchant and the field of ephron which was in machpelah which was before mamre the field and the cave which was therein and all the trees that were in the field that were in all the borders round about, were made sure unto Abraham for a possession in the presence of the children of Heth, before all that went in at the gate of his city. And after this Abraham buried Sarah his wife, in the cave of the field of Machpelah, before Mamre, the same as Hebron, in the land of Canaan. And the field and the cave that is therein were made sure unto Abraham for a possession of a burying-place by the sons of Heth. We have here the conclusion of the treaty between Abraham and Ephron about the burying place. The bargain was publicly made before all the neighbors, in the presence and audience of the sons of Heth, verses 16 and 17. Note, prudence, as well as justice, directs us to be fair and open and above board in our dealings. Fraudulent contracts hate the light and choose to be clandestine, but those that design honesty in their bargains care not who are witnesses to them our law countenances sales made in market overt and by deed enrolled observe one abraham without fraud coven or further delay pays the money verse sixteen he pays it readily without hesitation pays it in full without diminution and pays it by weight current money with the merchant without deceit see how anciently money was used for the help of commerce and see how honestly money should be paid where it is due observe Though all the land of Canaan was Abraham's by promise, yet, the time of his possessing, not having come, what he had now occasioned for, he bought and paid for. Note. Dominion is not founded in grace. The saint's title to an eternal inheritance does not entitle them to the possessions of this world, nor justify them in doing wrong. 2. Ephron, honestly and fairly, makes him a good title to the land. Verses 17, 18, and 20 the field with all its appurtenances is conveyed to abraham and his heir for ever in open court not by writing it does not appear that writing was then used but by such a public solemn declaration before witnesses as was sufficient to pass it note as that which is bought must be honestly paid for so that which is sold must be honestly delivered and secured three abraham thereupon takes possession and buries sarah in the cave or vault whether framed by nature or art is not certain which was in the purchased field it is probable that abraham had buried servants out of his family since he came to canaan but the graves of the common people second kings chapter twenty three verse six might suffice for them now that sarah was dead a peculiar place must be found for her remains it is worth noting sub one that a burying place was the first spot of ground abraham possessed in canaan note when we are entering into the world IT IS GOOD TO THINK OF OUR GOING OUT OF IT, FOR AS SOON AS WE ARE BORN WE BEGIN TO DIE. SUB 2. THAT IT WAS THE ONLY PIECE OF LAND HE EVER POSSESSED, THOUGH THE COUNTRY WAS ALL HIS OWN IN REVERSION. THOSE THAT HAVE LEAST OF THIS EARTH FIND A GRAVE IN IT. ABRAHAM PROVIDED NOT CITIES AS CAIN AND NIMROD, BUT A SEPULCHER, ONE TO BE A CONSTANT MEMORANDUM OF DEATH TO HIMSELF AND HIS POSTERITY, THAT HE AND THEY MIGHT LEARN TO DIE DAILY the sepulchre is said to be at the end of the field verse nine for whatever our possessions are there is a sepulchre at the end of them two to be a token of his belief and expectation of the resurrection for why should such care be taken of the body if it be thrown away for ever and must not rise again abraham in this said plainly that he sought a better country that is a heavenly abraham is content to be still flitting while he lives but secures a place where, when he comes to die, his flesh may rest in hope. End of chapter 23